0: really cool and i know this is a community-based podcast too is um when we harvest our grapes like how we met knit was harvest party we have a harvest party instead of paying a bunch of hired hands to come clip our grapes we just have volunteers from the community come up and then all that money that we would have spent on paying for labor we just spent on
1: a nice party with Cool like music. Live music, live music. It's well, an need amphitheater. You expand out there. your family that yeah. way, right? Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. you're constantly like like Nick. You end up with these people that kind of come into your life and then well, and, yeah. and
2: they well, stay. When you thank people when, as they're leaving for coming, they go, "No, thank you for inviting us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for hosting Thanks this. For we'll be back us. next year. Right? So on on Saturday, October
3: third, twenty twenty. Harvest party this All year. My-
4: Hello, and welcome to another week of Old Spiral Podcast. Uh, before we jump into the episode, I wanted to make a couple of announcements. One, I'm very sorry we didn't have any content out for you last week. I got sick. I had a little bit of a cold. It uh, kind of My throat was a little raw, and I had the sniffles. I didn't want to get Drew sick, and so we took uh, last week off so I could recover. This week, uh, I wanted to also say... Thank you to a couple of our newer listeners, but I think they've caught up on the backlog, Uh, and that's Eric and Randy. I know you guys are probably listening at work, and uh, hi, I hope you don't have too many hours left. I hope your day is going well. Hang in there, and thank you for listening. Eric actually sent me a message last week saying, uh, hey, where's my episode? I'm missing out on Old Spiral Podcast. Get to work, and uh, all in good fun. But (laughs) I was sick, had to call out. Uh, So uh, this week's episode was a lot of fun. We'll get into it right away here. It was a little different, as you'll hear. Uh, We got to go talk to the whole group that runs Spiral Rock Vineyard. It was a little different. We were outside, and we had uh, seven guests this week. If you can't remember all their names by the end, don't feel bad. Uh, We were wearing name tags. That's the only way I was able to make it through. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to our new listeners, our old listeners, our supporting listeners. And hey, enjoy this episode. It's not often one gets to sit with friends and family overlooking the beautiful valley we call home, and enjoy wine that was made from grapes grown not 100 yards from where you're sitting. This week, Old Spiral Podcast visits Spiral Rock Vineyard, located on the Old Spiral Highway. And as we enjoyed this spiral trifecta with the family that runs Spiral Rock Vineyard, we catch a glimpse of what makes the wine as delicious as it is, the kombucha as sweet as it is, and the lives of the people that are working to make this valley a great place to live. Stay tuned, open a bottle of wine, and join us as we make new friends at Spiral Rock Vineyards.
1: Welcome to the show, everyone. We're here doing a little bit of a different episode. Uh, we're we're recording at Spiral Rock Vineyard, and it's it's a really nice night outside. Um, we've got several guests on the show tonight, so I think what I'll do is I'll just let everybody kind of do a, a roundtable and and introduce themselves and and what their role is here at the uh, at Spiral Rock Vineyard.
5: Well, I'm Stu Davis. Um, I'm one of the owners. I live here. That the uh is it patriarch or matriarch?
3: Patriarch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the patriarch.
4: Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're supposed to distinguish anymore. Yeah. True. Oh, I'm. Sorry. Yeah.
5: It's just
0: the atriarch. The <laughs> atriarch. Yeah. The
5: atriarch. I'll
0: go with that. The top. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm Billy. I'm uh, Stu's son-in-law. Uh, I'm the kombucha guy, and also the custodian. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm Amy. I'm Stu's daughter and Billy's wife, and I'm. They wear many hats. <laughs>
3: Talk to we, the we mic. we got a whole, to the had the had a mic.
4: whole <laughs> microphone situation going on. You just do whatever's comfortable. Okay, you yeah, want. it's so awkward.
6: Sorry, I will try. It's very awkward to stare at a mic when you're talking, but we will try.
5: It's a vision, Brian's face right there.
2: Up next, I'm Shane, and I am a partner with uh, in the Vineyard. I've uh, been here since the origin of the, uh, which is 2014. Well, the grape's 14, but the idea is Um, sometime before that. Yeah, so just, yeah, from the conception to to building the vineyard to taking care of the grapes, uh, I've been involved since the start, and and primarily my role has been in helping to care for the vineyard and doing some marketing and sales with the wine and with the kombucha.
7: Yeah, and I'm Nick. I'd like to think of myself as a a sort of supplementary help to the vineyard, (laughs) close friend of these guys.
1: Um, Yeah, and I love hanging out up here. Yeah, I can't blame you. It's a it's a really beautiful spot, um, really? especially on a night like this. Oh. It's really cool out. It's not too hot. I suppose we'll let Greg tell everybody who he is, too. Yeah, who's this straggler over here? Is this my second or third your
2: podcast? Second, <laughs> second. Yeah. You mean you've lost no, track? Lost track. Of t- you've lost track at no, two, no, two, Greg? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. um, it's an improvement, right? right?
8: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm kind of the uh, go-to guy here for... Uh, extracurricular activities and helping in the vineyard, um, taking help take care of the grapes, um, a resident DJ for the um, uh, event space. They do weddings and stuff here, so I'm listed as a, a DJ. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, um, you know, these guys are kind of an extended family. So I uh, just love being a part of what they're doing, mostly because of the, uh, the kindred uh, spirits pretty awesome place
4: yes and our seventh member has just <laughs> arrived back with some hard kombucha for us you want to introduce yourself say what you do around here uh just talk loud you'll be fine yeah I-
9: right uh john aloha from hawaii print of billy's yo i help stew and these guys with whatever
4: that seems to be everyone's job
9: title. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, a lot of work to H-T-H. do. HTH. I'm, yes. I'm here to help.
2: Lots, lots of high paid, assi- lots mean? of high paid assistance on staff. G two G and H- H- H-T-H.
4: HTH. Yeah. Man, so good to go and here to help.
2: Right, nope. that's go to Greg.
1: Oh, go to Greg. Go to yeah. Greg.
4: <laughs> see but yes, this is a different style episode. This is our first destination podcast. Yeah. Uh, actually, in fact, since like what April, we've had. I don't think we've had anybody in the studio in forever. It's been all Zoom. Yeah, it's been a really and, long time. Which is a shame because I've updated it and it looks all nice in there now. So, <laughs> um, but we are sitting outside. Another first, and then our third first is we have seven guests today. <laughs> right. um, I think with most we've had. Is two, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, but I'm excited. This is a lot of fun already. We've opened up the old the the uh, spiral rock Riesling. Yep,
5: 2018 uh, estate dry Riesling. The grapes are what's grown. We made it from the grapes grown right over the side of the hill here. That's right, and we yep. have the
4: most beautiful view. I'm facing away from it. I don't get to see it. But that's yeah, all right. It's kind of it's kind of
1: meta. We were talking about before. It's uh, the old spiral podcast on the old spiral highway. That spiral rock, and it's uh really nice.
4: Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't spiral out of control.
3: Hopefully so, it, does. it doesn't spiral right out
4: of control. Oh, it's hard. Out. It's <laughs> hard.
1: Now. Yeah,
9: that's two bottles of hard booch.
4: <laughs> I know I'm falling behind everybody. I gotta catch up. Um, well, I'm super glad to be here. I'm glad that you guys are all here because I talked to uh, Stu. I I. Uh, was able to sell you guys uh, my old sound equipment uh, that you have for your indoor space for musicians and events that you guys are talking about that hopefully we'll get into a little bit more and I said, love to have you on the podcast. I'd love to learn about Spiral Rock Vineyard. Obviously this podcast is all about Uh, the Lewis Clark Valley. It's called The Old Spiral Podcast. And uh, he said, I can't do it alone. I don't want to do it alone. we got to have... It's a group effort that made this possible. We need to have a group in to talk about the vineyard and everything that goes along with it. So, I'm glad to meet everybody. I'm glad I'm here and I can't wait to learn about how this beautiful place actually came to be. So, someone tell me how it happened.
5: (laughs) Well... It's a strange story. I mean, many years ago, let's see. I married this beautiful lady in 1984. Then she divorced me in 1997. And during that time, uh, after we got divorced, um, I bought this piece of property up here. And and I just wanted to be outside of town. I lived out in the East Orchards. And... um, all my friends told me, you know, what do you think? And what do you think? Spiral Highway Snakes, you know, a terrible place. But there's this piece of land up here. It's just a flat piece of dirt. Ended up buying it and uh, rented out my house. And for, I don't know, probably better part of a year while I was building the place, I just lived wherever I could. At Shane's house a lot of the time, but right. uh, all over the place. <laughs> and um yeah, just things kind of went on, and then uh, luckily my ex-wife decided that I wasn't such a bad guy after all, and we got married again in 2012, <laughs> or maybe 2013. I don't well, know. It seems like forever ago, but anyway. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was living up here, and my buddy Shane. You know, we've known each other for what 30, going on 40 years. Uh, getting almost. there, yeah. Close yeah, I met him the very first summer that I came to town. Uh, he, he was friends with the people that live below me, but we share a passion for gardening, and um, I'm not going to say our, you know we ever were competitive. We we're just just mutually appreciative of what the other person was doing. And we had all this land over the side of the hill, and one thing led to another. We talked about it. We talked about livestock, maybe fruit. And, and we ended up deciding that we wanted to sort of get a bigger gardening fix, and we'd grow grapes because we knew what was going on with the, the wine industry here in the valley. And we thought, you know, if we can do a good job, there's probably a good market. And so that was the beginning. In 2014, uh, Shane and I, with the help of his family and friends and my family and friends we planted 1100 uh, Riesling vines on the side of the hill out here and we planted Riesling because we had, we had become friendly with Mike Pearson from Coulter's Creek. Okay. And they have a difficult time growing uh, good Riesling up there because of the micro climate. And he told us, if you grow a good grape, I'll buy all you can grow. So we thought, hallelujah, we planted all Riesling. And the next year we planted another 1100 uh, vines. So I made about two acres. And grapes take three years to produce any fruit. And in the third year, the uh, Everything looked good as far as we knew. Shane and I have zero background in growing grapes or making wine or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And we had a little bit of a disaster in the family, and uh, we ended up um, going over uh, to Hawaii for several months and just hanging out there with Amy. She lived in Hawaii at the time. She grew up here and then went to school in Hawaii and we'll let her tell her story. But, yeah, it's uh, not a bad idea. Yeah, while we were gone, uh, the grapes got sunburned because they got really big. We didn't know anything about what a proper trellis looked like and ours wasn't complete. And the grapes got real big, fell over on themselves, exposed the fruit to the really hot late summer sun and got sunburned they didn't look very good. And so we didn't want to try to sell them because of that whole first impression thing. And so, The only other thing we could do was get a little bit of equipment and make some wine. And that's what we did. It was um, 2016 and produced uh, about 700 bottles and we gave it away to anybody that would take it (laughs) with just the the stipulation that they really let us know what they thought about it. Mm -hmm. And the feedback was good enough and it was so much fun growing the grapes and making the wine that we got licensed. And so our first legal vintage was 2017. And then all kinds of other stuff started happening after that with kombucha and events. and. Yeah, so tell us
1: about kombucha because, y- you know, I don't, I don't know anything about it really. I think the first time I started kind of hearing about it was through like a girlfriend in high school, which unfortunately that was <laughs> 10 years ago now, Brian. I'm going to do it. Can't believe it was 10 years <laughs> ago. I'm going to do it. What are you going to do? Front row raggy.
4: <laughs> it tastes like a scoby. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I can't do it. I, know. I tried it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. I can edit that out. So 10 no, years ago, Drew, and you
2: still don't
5: know much about it. I, I still don't know very years much years. about it. Well, well you live in Lewiston.
2: Well, that's getting changed, yeah, right? So.
5: No comment. So I'll tell you a little bit how we got started with it, but then I'll let Billy take over because well, he, well, he handles the kombucha yeah, like, side of the kind business. Kind of
1: why, why, why do people drink it? What's, I know it has some health properties. What are those? Why should people, why should people try it?
4: My um, Scooby-Doo reference will come in later, everybody.
5: Yeah, well, you know, people should drink Brian it because can talk it's about healthy. Drinking again, yeah. <laughs> it's um, really low in sugar. You know, ours is all natural, no no additives, made from local fruit, and made right here on site. But it's um, the you know, there's a lot of purported medical benefits. I'm not claiming those are accurate or not. I believe they are. Uh, I drink we're not it. doctors. What are they? <laughs> Um, <laughs> digestive health, okay. you know, gut. It's it's a probiotic. Well, huge, big old air probiotic. quotes around all this. All the yeah. lawyers. Yeah, yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> I can tell you this. I drink a ton of kombucha. I never get sick. Yep. I don't know if it's connected, but there it is. But um, Amy, we went to Hawaii. We were visiting Hawaii, and over there, she's got a friend who uh, he made this stuff out of mangoes, and we tried it there. I'd never heard of it before either, and this is what, maybe six years, seven years ago, maybe? Steve-O and, at his place, and I really liked it. And then he came over, a few years later, he came over and stayed with us for a while, and showed me how to make it. And uh, one thing led to another, and it just started getting more popular around here, and, and um, we thought, shoot, you know, we'd slave Away all year long to get one harvest of grapes, but we can make kombucha whenever we want. And the wine market, there's a lot of great wine made in this valley. You know, yeah, there's a lot nice. of really good winemakers and vineyards. And
4: we've been lucky enough to have a whole bunch of them on the podcast. We've yeah, had Coco and Carl on. Yeah. We've had the owners of Prejas on. Yeah. Yeah. Great one,
5: award-winning one, nationally like recognized, maybe even, maybe even well, internationally recognized. And three, now three. Yeah, now three. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> for, for the value. Two, yeah. not so many. Yeah. Three, that's, that's a handful. Now we've had <laughs> a a lot. Lot. However, so there are exactly the zero kombucha yeah. makers except that's for right. us. That's
4: right. So you are the only kombucha. And so, okay, for the listeners that don't know, what is kombucha?
0: Well, we'll let Billy take it from here. So kombucha is a uh, black tea with sugar in it that's fermented, which sounds kind of gross and...
1: Kind of looks gross,
6: which is why you should not smell it right when you open the bottle <laughs> <Right>. first. <laughs> a lot of
3: people
1: do yeah, that. Yeah, because like what wine. I what I associate with it is like kind of like a vinegary smell. Right, right. And vinegary you know, you guys not mind the are, smell. You've mentioned <laughs> fruit a couple times now, and what I've always thought about in my mind was like this green stuff, right? This green mm-hmm. kind of soury smell and stuff. And you know, I've taken sips here and there, but I've never tried any sort of varieties that have like a fruit taste. Okay, so, so, wh- fruit so come into that While
5: thing? this is going goes. on. You got to crack that one that says Grape Expectations." That was our flagship. It cold Still my stuff? favorite.
2: It need ice. Uh, it's pretty cold. Okay.
5: Okay. Made from the I'll same recent grapes that so we wine. make our wine.
0: And for your listeners, uh, can you tell them that it's not green? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: it is it's not green. You know, it's
4: beautifully it, color. It's like a grape.
1: It, yeah. it, it the color actually of looks it. kind Compared of like.
2: Compared to the wine, actually. It's, it's, it's pretty it's,
1: similar it, to yeah, like a white wine in appearance. <laughs> it's maybe all, somewhere yeah, in between like a wine. wine. We learned about yeah. orange yeah. wine when we had
4: when we had Mark.
1: And it's even in like sort of like a wine bottle. i got to say the
5: branding is really nice. A little bit of carbonation. A little bit. So that's a non-alcoholic kombucha. It's less than a half a percent alcohol. Don't smell it. If you don't smell kombucha, I'll tell you why in a minute. Drink, I think it smells fine. Uh, drink it. It tastes, it tastes a, a lot
1: different than it smells. Oh, yes.
5: It's amazing. Oh, yeah, the Which,
4: taste is amazing.
5: Yeah, it, the smell is it tastes fine. really good. The taste is very, very good. The smell is actually a good thing because kombucha is a live, a, pro, a probiotics, a live culture. You leave that glass out on a table for several days and it'll start growing a SCOBY on top.
1: Right, but, and, and Brian alluded to a SCOBY or a SCOBY snack earlier. Please make my reference. <laughs> Yes. So so what for the folks at home, what is a SCOBY?
0: It's an acronym for a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. And so that's what feeds off of the sugar that's in the tea.
1: So it's kind of similar to like a mother in vinegar, then. Right. It's right. It's exactly yeah. the same. It's that's
5: called what it a is. mother. Yeah.
2: Cool. The starter of uh, sourdough Yeah, pancakes,
1: all, all fermentation works the same the way pretty much. The yeast starter, you know. yeah.
5: Live, so
1: so live. is there a mother that's kind of been with you throughout your whole kombucha 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 so kombucha, kombucha, kombucha. Right, kombucha
0: kombucha well it's actually kombucha which is Japanese, Japanese. for yeah. 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 those yeah.
4: <laughs> of us who are Japanese yeah Am I wrong
0: but isn't this Japanese. kombucha
8: <laughs> very different than <laughs> Japanese kombucha? The
0: original old kombucha which people I don't think drink so much of it anymore in Japan um, was made with kombu, which is uh, seaweed tea. Right. Yeah, they make a seaweed it's really tea. good. I just can't. Yeah, this one drink. tastes better than seaweed
5: really tea. And they,
8: drink, <laughs> they drink it like warm or or at Probably at room temperature, yeah. yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, the, so the, the, the that SCOBY, the colony of bacteria and yeast, the bacteria that's in there is called Acetobacter. That's what's in your gut. It's good, uh, healthy bacteria. And Excuse me. Um, I've seen them. They, they will. Like
4: you said, it'll start growing one. They kind of grow. It's like a disc. Yeah, like a waxy disc. looks yeah. like
5: cellophane on top of that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that means it... If your kombucha doesn't do that, it's probably been pasteurized and it has no probiotic value or anything else because it's been pasteurized and everything's been killed. So, yeah. then so it will sit point, on the shelf
1: longer, you know. Yeah, well, and at that point, you probably shouldn't drink it, right, I guess?
5: No, I mean, you can drink it. It's just not going to have the benefits. I mean, this stuff really, I mean, I'm a huge believer, obviously. You know, I have a I have a view. Clean, you know, that looks
2: better. It, t- it tastes great.
5: It's super healthy. I Know, it's low sugar I kind of flirt with diabetes sometimes um, so just everything about it to me is good I love the way it tastes and yeah. um, just made it way too apparently difficult. I'm not the only one so, you know? so
1: what varieties do you have in total and you, you mentioned you had like some hard kombuchas as well like what yeah. what what is that what what uh, what can you explain about that to the people at home Go ahead. Yeah.
0: so after we brew our kombucha we can add fruit juice to it instead of Brewing or instead of fermenting it with the fruit juice so we can control the the pH and the flavor way better that way and um, Really the flavors are endless we can do whatever we want What we bottle we're kind of limited to the labels and getting that all approved um, But stuff that we can serve in kegs we can do seasonal fruits um, stuff that we grow in our own orchard in our own driveway and um, I think we've even done one for ourselves uh, with road apples. We've used our own road apples. And,
2: <laughs> from, yeah. the, from the vineyard, we've used plums, plums peaches, yeah. uh, grapes, grapes, of course, yeah. berries, lots lots of berries, berries. Lots of berries, lots of berries. You know, so um, the pressure, just like any. Any beverage, the fresher the fruit, the closer to home, the better the beverage. It's sure. amazing the quality you get. You know, you mix some huckleberries with some blackberry. It's yeah, best drink ever. Really. To,
0: to answer your question, our most popular flavors are the triple berry.
2: Is that and,
5: what I just got
2: poured here? Which is
0: yeah, yeah.
5: That, that one's a hard one. So it's that one's boost. five and a half percent alcohol. No, so it's like like a micro beer. Yeah, it's yeah. Delicious. but it's, uh, it's blackberries, uh, raspberries, and blueberries. For people that have listened to our brewing episodes and have
4: gone out and tried like a sour beer. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. they're not quite the same I think this is a little bit more mild if you don't like a sour beer still give this a try if you like kombucha it's really good Um, if you have to related to anything I would say it's maybe somewhat similar to a sour beer yeah. Yeah. or a yeah. cider or, or some, a cider. something like yeah. a cider and maybe somewhere cider. in between, yeah, in between.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and we do have a sour but flavor though. it's a really popular but one but sweet yeah with, the, with yeah. the
4: triple berry you can yeah. really get berry flavor
2: it's almost the it's perfect blend delicious. of sweet and <laughs> tart I mean literally <laughs> yeah. it just yeah. oh, it's, it it is that's
5: our marketing director speaking
3: there it's
1: really good like, whoa so Billy do you have kind of like a like a background related to this or how did you get into it? How would you start? Deciding? In kombucha? Yeah.
0: We, we brewed this stuff at home when we were living in Hawaii, when Amy and I were living in Hawaii.
1: And, and what started that? You're just like, I just kind of want to do this. You drank yeah, it. We're, we're well, into it. <laughs> Amy was the first one to
0: introduce me to it, and she had a co-worker. Do you want to tell that story?
6: Years and years ago, kind of like you saying, 10 years ago, you kind of heard it. I had a co-worker who was probably in his 70s at the time, and he would bring it to work every day, and I'd try it, and then finally he set me up with a mother scope and got going with it, but never really did it consistently. And then our friend Stevo, who also introduced my dad, kind of set us up going for a while, and we had a good homebrew going. For yeah,
0: it room. was
2: delicious. Yeah, Amy yeah. goes, Yeah, that guy lived to be 70s, age, ancient. I'm
3: right? <laughs> right? right? <Yeah. laughs>
4: and
0: I remember looking under the, you know, in the pantry at this thing and thinking, Oh, we're gonna drink this? Uh.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My buddies made it in uh, in college. My buddy John. Hi, John. How's it going? Hey, John. Um, he made it, he, and I remember his scope. I'm like, what is that? It's yeah, kombucha. It was was fine, it was good.
0: It looks like some kind of middle school science experiment when you're doing it in small batches at home.
4: One time I left apple juice out in my basement where my mom couldn't find it and let the mold grow on it just to see what it looked like, and it's not like that. No. That's not a scoby. That was cool. That's that's, that's just mold. That was
3: really cool.
6: What I find really cool though is, like any other fermentation process, you can have a mother scoby that's passed down year after year, you can pass it on to friends. Like the sourdough someone mentioned. Yeah, which Uh there's a lot of history in that And for us, I don't know if the Scoby that Steve-O started you with is the Scoby that we're still using, but probably in some of our badges, yeah, Yeah, at at least some. (laughs) And that's I think that's pretty cool. That's generation
2: believe it. It is. Generation,
4: yeah. People believe it if you tell
2: it. It is. Yeah. (laughs) The story must be passed along. So
4: you said you had uh, moved to the valley. What year was that, Stu?
2: 1983.
5: 1983. Where did you move from? Um santa barbara california i was going to school down there i had been there for three years and got a year and a half of school done and decided that probably wasn't going to work out so um, actually got a job with a when i was a kid my family used to go on these inflatable kayak trips raft trips oh i love rafting yeah 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 you did you did yeah you just got back from a uh, trip that's when right. i saw when i, I got was jet boating but yeah. yeah 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 we saw a lot of rafters so um cool. yeah we used to do those trips as a kid and i got a job with the company uh, they were based in grants pass oregon and they asked me if i wanted to come up to idaho it's and work on place. the Salmon River. And I said, cool. "Well, hell yeah. yeah! You know, I'd done it one year when I was a kid. I did it, and and so I came up here and." and uh, the very first person I met from Lewiston was Becky, who we got married. And then after the summer was over, I didn't want to leave, and so I got an apartment. And some guys below me one day asked to uh, if I want to go come down and play cards with them. And Shane was there, there you so go. that was probably. Uh, and Shane, probably are you from
2: the valley? Yeah, yeah, generally from the area. We I grew up and we I've sure, lived sure. in the valley for you know, a good portion of my life. So that I'm
5: a local. It'll go all the way. Everywhere. I'm
2: a local. Yeah,
5: cool. So we we're both going to LC, you know, and
2: just got to be friends and yeah. and as, hey,
4: that's local know You've been here longer than I have, technically. Yeah, I was born here, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Hunt, we started hunting, fishing, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Jet boats, lots of jet boating together. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've been partners in a number of boats
5: and and uh, yeah, and just a shared a love of gardening. So you know, all this stuff, really, it's you know, my life changed because I got divorced. And I got this piece of land, you know, out of town, build a build a big shop with a little house on the end, and you know, who was to know that. Years later, would be growing grapes and making kombucha and hosting weddings. And half of my family. I have a son that has a fa- that uh, has kids, three yeah. kids, and lives here in town. And um, Amy moved away, but now she's back and lives here. And so it's it, uh, it's, it's
4: a great. great place to come back to. That's kind of what we've yeah. learned. You know what I mean? I, I moved away and came back and
2: yeah. Vortex. Hey, I, I, I'm in my 60s and I just had two of my sisters who left here. Way over 30 years ago. And there's no way that I ever thought they would live here. And they both have moved here recently. Yeah. here And love it, man. This, you know, so this is cool. a pretty magical pretty place. Amazing. Yeah, so yeah. check
9: this out.
4: All right. Yeah, so I was going to say, I want to hear from John and Nick. Because <laughs> you guys have been pretty quiet over there. I'm Let's from Hawaii. One.
9: Which yeah. is highly unusual. Let me tell you. I'm we born and raised in, in Hawaii. I'm part Hawaiian. And I love this. Just, if you... If you guys could see what's out there. Just we'll take pictures. We'll have pictures. Yeah. of Open yeah. just land everywhere. In Hawaii, It's you sit on the beach and it's just ocean.
4: Right. Well, you go up there, it's oceans of grain, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. But, still, yeah. but no, I know it, what you mean. It, this like, is incredible, the, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I feel like part of the reason I've been so
7: quiet is because you guys gave me the best seat with this view, and i just mesmerized Mesmerized by the view of
4: the valley here.
0: It doesn't get old, that's for sure. No, it doesn't. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, Nick, how did you get involved with this crazy bunch of people? Yeah. It it was pretty seamless.
7: I mean, I've been here about a year now, a little over a year. And I think maybe a month after I got here, my partner and I, we, we were... We live kind of out of Lewiston a little bit, and you know, we're trying to establish some roots in the area a little bit. and, and we had found on Facebook uh, the harvest party that they were having here uh, last October we were like man what a perfect way to kind of get involved with the community we'll go help pick some grapes at this local vineyard and yeah uh, went up to, came up here and I think Shane was actually the first person we met yeah. we went right to the grapes because we were just amazed by the you know the the grapes on the side of the hill here and um, yeah one thing after after one thing after another we we came up here to the after party Greg was DJ I believe <laughs> so
8: what's yeah. your
4: DJ handle there Greg
8: uh, you know it changes, but currently it's Moonray. That's how I know him. Yeah. There we but go.
2: Moonray. What I remember the Nick was that I sat down, I asked, met you and Abby, and said, "What brings you here today?" And you kind of told me your story, and I'm like you've got to meet these people. And I mean, I drug our so and yeah. I, I said, you got to meet these kids over here. You guys, would get, I think we'd get along great, you know? And So yeah, for me, it's heartwarming a year later mm-hmm. that they've all become friends, because you introduce people lots of times, and they go, yeah, and they go on their own way. So it sure, sure. was cool they made a connection. Yeah, we-
0: sometimes you meet somebody, and you just yeah. like, okay you just it's know yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: like I knew I had a good feeling I mentioned like you just yeah, yeah, yeah. welcome so was to really the really crew yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was perfect timing
6: because we had just moved here maybe two weeks prior to that yeah. Yeah. not too long well October
2: yeah um, maybe
6: a month or so you moved yeah. in
2: August here August, August yeah party yeah. last year yeah yeah, it was
6: October. yeah. I did you so. DJ that your just,
7: voice was no,
5: up no,
2: echoing no.
7: through these
8: hills.
5: <laughs> <No>. You <laughs> were just singing
2: enthusiastically. <laughs> <laughs> MC. You MC'd right,
3: okay. the whole thing. I don't know you DJed it. it you were the it, MC. I mean, I'm not sure who your audience was. that night. <laughs> 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 so it's,
1: it's possible. That's where the the missing keg went. <laughs> Craig had swindled it. Right, yeah. It was yeah. under the, the band.
4: And so, Nick, what do you do mostly around here? I know everyone's like a little bit of everything, but what is some of the everything?
7: Well, I hate to disappoint you. Yeah, I'm a I, I'm another one of those one of everything kind of people, but um my my partner Abby and I kinda of moved to the area to tend some land. We you know, we're totally not accustomed to that kind of lifestyle. So we we came here with the with the goal to to kind of build up this property that we were sort of gifted. Um and that's Kind of what we're doing. I'm, I'm also doing a bunch of uh, little jobs, kind of here and there, helping out a lot here at the vineyard and getting a lot of cool experiences up here. Um, the rocks in the front. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's right.
4: We came in. You were just uh, Stu yeah. was just cleaning up from some construction you guys have been doing.
7: Right, right. Yeah, putting that together and and just kind of uh, enjoying the valley. Really, I mean, this place, like everyone has said. I mean, I've, I've only been here a year, but. It's been an incredible, an incredible experience being here in this valley, so.
1: So where are you from initially?
7: Initially I'm from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came here directly from Iowa. So I'm slowly making my way <laughs> west yeah.
9: from the east. So um, you'll visit us in Hawaii. Yeah,
7: yeah, I'll you know, just keep going west. But I, I mean, I, I see myself here. You for, keep
4: going west, you'll end up back in New Jersey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just pass it and come back to else yeah. valley. Yeah. In- oh, yeah. yeah. It's the just, the, you know, it'll be a spiral. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Ah, ding, were, ding, 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 ding,
4: ding. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> dig Okay, John, yeah. you're up. No, I'm just kidding. What brought you? Uh, how'd you get here from Hawaii? I'm, I'm very curious. Billy. John, I wonder. I wonder. Basically, that, I'm, yeah. and John, you gotta, you gotta speak up. You're a little far away from everybody. What brought me here? Yeah, Billy and Amy. So how'd you guys all... Just doing a Delta airliner. (laughs) Amy went to school in Hawaii, met Billy, right? Yes. Is that correct? So check this out. All right.
9: When Billy first met Amy, Uh he was like... Man, I really, really like this girl. I don't know. I, I got her phone number, out. but I don't know what to say.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, it's just going right so, at the beginning.
0: <laughs> I helped him place a few words.
3: In
4: a text
0: message. <laughs> she basically fell in love with John's words. Um,
4: oh, that'll happen. And then John she had
3: him.
5: <laughs> you know, <laughs>
4: Billy made his move.
5: Now yeah. <laughs> I want to say, you know, um, Amy grew up here, small town, little girl went to Hawaii, um, had a cool group of friends. While she was in school, but then she graduated, got a job, and met Billy and his network of friends. And my wife and I, uh, for a while, you know, how long did you live there? 13 years? 14, 14 years? Oh, wow. We went probably, as long as I've been I'm going to say at least twice a year for most of that time. And what uh, Becky, my wife, and I both agree the most, the best part of going over there was the network of friends that they had. Mm-hmm. And so when they came over here, a lot of those friends, John's one of them, uh, Had started coming over here. And then all these other new people came into the scene. Um, I know it wasn't because of the old farts like me and Shane. Maybe we had a little bit of a role in it. But it's this neat group of ages. I mean, how old are you, Nick? You're probably the youngest. How old are you? 26. (laughs) Yeah, And well, let's see. I'm 59. You're a little older than me. You're Mm -hmm. 61, 62. 62. 62. And it's just like a great group of friends. And then all these people that come in, it helps. There's a lot of work that goes on around here just you know labor and having all these cool people around that are doing different things that allow them to help has made life much easier around here just like what we're doing here this carport. more hands makes less work oh man yeah we had a carport yeah the carport yeah we had a we had a tent there before skill sets that's That's right mm -hmm. yeah that's
2: right it's it's commune 2020 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been
5: a lifesaver for us, and then it works out because most of the people that come through could use a few bucks. You know, maybe they're on their way somewhere or, or, you know, something with the COVID things going on. But it's worked out great. The what?
3: <laughs> what is that?
5: Uh-huh. Did
4: you say COVID? I haven't heard of that.
2: <laughs> um
4: it's this thing that's happening
1: everywhere
3: else. Oh, like it's <laughs> a
2: little morbid to talk about. Well, so uh, that's, huh? yeah.
1: <laughs> that's cool, though. I, I really love kind of like what you're just describing this sort of family vibe. Like everybody is really connected and really um, just attached to this place in one way or another, but you guys are all kind of in it together. And uh, yeah, so, it's yeah, really cool.
4: So, so we're at in Hawaii? So I've been to Maui, but my mom was actually born in Honolulu. Yep, that's uh, where we lived. Oh, in Honolulu. Yeah,
6: so I moved over there right out of high school. Couldn't get out of this valley quick enough. Um, yeah,
4: well, same. <laughs> yeah.
6: So, um, yep, yeah, I went to school in Hawaii, got my undergrad there. Met Billy pretty soon after I graduated college. And then um, ended up sticking around much longer than I thought I would. And we got married, had a couple kids, and then the whole business here popped up on the radar and just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And
0: And at the same time, we were starting to realize that even with Amy having a master's degree and me having a solid career, we wouldn't be able to afford um, this dual lifestyle. We wanted to spend a lot of time here in Idaho. And we also wanted to travel and eventually own a home. But with the Hawaii is too much. Yeah, the way Hawaii is, we realized we couldn't make it happen. And so we really had some serious talks. I stressed out a couple times, but then ultimately we made the right decision and, you know, not looking back so hard on the career part anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have to be a, a really difficult choice to, to sort of uproot everything. I mean, even for you, Amy, you'd spent so much time there. But, but Billy, you, you kind of grew up there and lived there your whole life. It, it would have been tough to just say, okay, guys, I, I'm out of here. I'm going to Idaho. Yeah. Going
4: to where? <laughs> yeah. You ever get that? Ohio? Oh, yeah. Is that in the Midwest somewhere? Yeah. Who's the home? Yeah.
1: And then,
0: and then I come here, and I still had my Hawaii driver's license, and people say, what are you doing
1: here? Yeah, <laughs>
0: right? You're not supposed to leave Hawaii. <laughs> is McLovin' really?
4: like on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, I got that a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially in Europe. <laughs> oh, sorry.
5: The, sorry. the worst part of that whole story is we lost our free place to stay over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have family. i got some friends out yeah. there. I'm, I'm some, sure you guys got friends. Yeah.
3: Plenty yeah. of family.
6: Billy's whole family still lives there. And our idea when we first moved over last year was that we would spend kind of like a hybrid lifestyle. Some part-time here. Most of the time here, part-time there. Um, And this last year has thrown a wrench in those plans. It'll continue. Um, But that's ultimately the idea. But truthfully, being back here has kind of surprised me, smacked me in the face a little bit with how... Beautiful and how much I really appreciate it. How Um, awesome it is. Yeah. Well,
1: what's changed? What's changed since you've been back?
6: My perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't think so much the valley has changed. It's my perspective. I'm older and I appreciate and I see things much differently than I did when I was here before Um, Living in Hawaii when I was 18 years old right out of college. It was definitely What I needed at that time and what I was craving and then once I got married and had kids that my priorities shifted and the slower lifestyle, rural lifestyle was definitely calling us and the opportunity just kind of presented itself for us to move over here and thankful that it did and especially now yeah, with the way it's uh, going. because
4: two hours of traffic to go 20 miles <laughs> sucks. Well that's well, the thing, so during my graduate career I commuted to WSU and people were like, well you're commuting, it's like 45 minutes each way. I'm like, yeah but go anywhere else in 45 mm-hmm. minutes, you're going half the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. if that, yeah, not even. I you know, got whoa. a
4: beautiful drive.
2: And I, right? I will say, I still I know, it. I know Why Billy is really an incredible outdoorsman, hunter, fisherman, you know, mm-hmm. the, and so for him, when he would come to visit Idaho, he really appreciated that, and so I think you know that transition is made oh, yeah. easier because yeah. of the opportunities here and mm-hmm. you know the diversity and right. So I always nice. came so here was, to vacation. With, without that, yeah. you know, I don't. Billy could have made that, that that transition, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and
1: Billy's Billy's also uh, sort of an artist, right? You do a uh, sort do, of, not do, sort you of, you do a pretty cool, uh, great artist, a cool uh, painting. Uh, could you talk about sort of Ooh, that technique we'll and what Maybe we'll make it is? one of those the,
4: the episode picture. That would be yes. cool. All right. are yeah. talking yeah. to, No, no, no. Yeah. Do no we'll, we'll do this. <laughs> we'll do this. No, yeah. We'll
0: we'll
3: do it. now,
4: you it's going to miss or miss uh, maybe uh, one. You we'll we'll throw it on the Instagram. We'll throw it on the Instagram. Okay. All right. I'll give you my handle. Okay. There we go. Why don't you do it now? Rusty
0: what is your Instagram handle? It's the Rusty Spoons, all one word. Yeah, the Rusty Spoons. Okay. It's a fishing connotation.
4: I get it. I like
0: it. So so tell um, us about your artwork, Billy. So my artwork, uh, yeah. You know, I was never a painter or a printer to begin with. I, I studied art in college. uh Ceramics. I was in, into ceramics and
2: doing pottery. Yeah, that's kind of my extent of. Yeah, art. but yes.
0: you can't do that. You can't do that at home without a kiln and a wheel. You know. So, um, but I also love fishing, and and spear fishing was really big for me in Hawaii. Uh, and a way to kind of meld the two together was to do a traditional Japanese style of fish printing, which you can preserve the actual. Fish, so you're not lying about how long it was. <laughs> um, it was biased. Never big. do that. By taking an ink print of the fish, you, you paint some ink on the fish. Um, real quick, Billy, though, yeah.
9: would you please tell everyone the deepest you have gone? Diving. Diving? Free, free diving. Oh, yeah, no, you like
0: free diving? Free, di- yeah, free diving. Yes, yeah. he
9: holds his breath and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, deepest I've gone was 119 feet. <laughs>
4: That's not bad. Which is that's not. It's not that be. impressive if you, talk not to if you guys look that at really other free divers. Free but dive. That's pretty darn yeah. good. Well, how, long, how long? do you have to hold your breath for? Oh, not very
0: long. It's not. It's maybe two, two and a half minutes. That's a long time for me. It's eight not, eight not even that long. Starting
4: to clock now. I'm actually pretty good at holding my breath. So <laughs> that's. Try, try, try I, right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> no. I don't. That would be a very boring podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're done. I bet I could do at least 145 almost two minutes. So yeah. I'm a and, pretty good at I bet I you, up on that river.
0: And I bet you if you had a wetsuit and a weight belt and some long fins and you had somebody showing you how to do breathe ups, in about 45 minutes you could probably double that breathe ups is double like that combat timer. bends? No, is the that. bends is, is if you have compressed air. Okay. So
1: that's only specific to scuba diving?
0: So it's only scuba yeah, diving. Only, okay. That's only scuba diving. Yep. Oh, OK, sure. Yep.
1: So what's that process called? Back to the art. What's that process of? It's called Gyotaku.
0: Go- okay. Gyotaku. <laughs> yeah.
4: So Do you speak any Japanese? Because you yeah. been kind of going off like he speaks all the Japanese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't
0: born and raised in Hawaii. I was born in Japan. Okay. My mother is Japanese. All right. And uh, I went to Japanese elementary school till the second grade, and uh, and then I moved to Hawaii after graduating high school. And then, wow, so the okay. second half of my life, I guess I really grew up in Hawaii. But... Sure. Anyway, Giotaku. It's fish print. Uh, <laughs> traditional Japanese style of, of putting ink on a fish, laying that paper on top of the fish, and then... Pulling the paper off, and then you can embellish it a little bit. Put in the eyeball. Um, I like to colorize them so that they, ha- they have With a little spots. bit more colors or mm-hmm. spots. Yeah. Depending and on again,
4: the color. we'll throw some pictures up on the Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Isn't there
7: a big one hanging up in Amua right now?
0: Yeah. If you go to the Amua yeah. Hawaiian restaurant right on Main Street. Awesome restaurant. Yeah. Let's, let's talk
4: a little bit about Amua, and then I definitely want to hit about on some of the events you guys host here and how people would um, contact you for hosting events. I'll, I'll remind you of that in a minute.
1: Hey everyone, just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about our new
4: Patreon account. That's right, OSP fans. You can now directly help us fund this show and get access to exclusive content. For more information and
1: to learn how you can support the show, head to patreon.com slash
4: Now back to the show. So Shane, I've heard your a big part of Amua, and then a couple of your guys' friends? Own and run. Well,
2: I'm not a big part of Amua, other than the connection to Amua okay. is, is family. And I think we all feel like we're connected to Amua you know, by family. Uh, interesting, Junior and Amanda kind of have a similar story as Billy and right? Amy. Yeah. They lived in Maui. Uh, Amanda moved there from Lewiston to, to get away from the valley, uh, went to work over there, met Junior shortly after she moved over there, and uh, they end up having children, starting a family, and loved Hawaii, grew up in Hawaii, thought they would always live there. and But the same thing, they would come and visit uh, Junior and Amanda's family, like Stu and Becky, would spend, you know, massive amounts of time over Mau- Maui. and But they just realized it wasn't a great opportunity to raise children. I mean, it would be difficult to raise children, the educational system, Expensive. trying to trying to buy a home, all those things. And so they moved here a number of years ago, and and, and their dream was to open a Hawaiian restaurant, you know, and so just along the way, I think people just continue to encourage them. And mm-hmm. so really, our connection is that we've all, it's all kind of this family kinship that we all have a connection, and, and I, th- I think, you know, we're all... Part of their their biggest customers, their biggest fans, and and of course, kombucha was a natural uh, fit there, and and so I think all that just sort of ties us together. Um, yeah,
4: yeah, and, and really and great restaurant. Go support them. Yeah, for anybody yeah, for sure. listening that has not tried it. Um,
1: owned, it it's yeah. awesome. It's one of the only restaurants in town that if it was gone, I would miss it. Yes. Everything <laughs> yeah, else in town, well, kind of like whatever, yeah, hamburger fries. It's gone.
2: Spicy poke bowl, man. Oh, you just it's just like I create That's it, one of the few things that I crave, and I had a birthday last. Week, my 86-year-old mother also had a birthday on the same day. My parents had an anniversary, so yeah, we've been uh, celebrating. Uh, I also lost my 99-year-old mother-in-law this past yeah. Year, we're sorry this week. That. So you know, yeah, so it's, it's, been, a, a it's been a it's been it's been you us. know an interesting time. But uh, yeah, we're all we, we all persevere. Uh, and cheers, cheers to her. And, to her. Sure, yeah, definitely. What was her name? Sure. Right. Lois. 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 Cheers, Lois. 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 Uh, cheers. Um, okay. cheers. But uh, it's interesting because my I I, work, I have two ladies that I work with, and we always take each other out for lunch, and they're like saying, wow you know, are you ready for breakfast next week? And I'm thinking, no, I want to go for a poke bowl. That's the only thing <laughs> that I could think that I actually was like get excited about. You yeah. know, that's different. You know, so anyway, that's
8: that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're chicken katsu, so ten dollars. You know, yeah, yeah. great lunch. So. You can you can find my retired surfboard there when you come in the door. Look to the right.
3: <laughs>
5: so here here's it a great story with with Junior. Um, this is going back. We we. Have had this big party called Spiral Rock, coincidentally, uh, where we get a lot of bands and we set up a big stage right here. You know, and we've had a lot of the big bands around town play, and we did it for five years in a row, uh, starting in what 2012, and I think maybe it was 2013. Shane says, "Yeah, you know, Amanda moved back from Hawaii, and her her husband's a pretty good musician, and he came up and he didn't play, but he came up, met him, cool guy, and then." Uh, I don't know, maybe a week or two later, he was playing at the Blue Lantern, another really cool coffee shop downtown that we all like to go to yeah, and like frequent. And, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a great place. And he was playing in there, and this, this guy is just great. He's got this wonderful voice, mm-hmm. um, puts a Hawaii or an island twist on all these songs, plays very contemporary music. He was great. And Tom Petty. <laughs> That's yeah. not contemporary. <laughs> yeah. He does not mean <laughs> Prince, <laughs> let me tell
4: you. play you know. around the battle, He's got to yeah. learn He puts mean
2: spin on yep. yeah. country songs. He does. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. He comes up neat. and he plays. That's
5: played, actually uh, pretty cool. He played at our second Spiral Rock, I think, yeah. and he was so good. I don't think you guys were at that one. But it, somewhere along the line, it was like, oh, man, my you got My daughter's getting married. you got to go over there and play. And... And so he did. And the um, best party I've ever been to, and the second best party was the night before the wedding. <laughs> yeah. And Junior and a bunch of other guys were playing, and. and um, that was? Yeah, it just yeah. became one of the crew, and he met everybody. Connie Coppola. Mm-hmm. Yep. Connie Coppola. Exactly. Wow.
3: Yeah.
6: Yeah, it's pretty cool for us kind of coming back, starting over here. There's a pretty good network of Hawaii people in this community. Well, we have you know, had those. one on the oh, show. Ellie Crowley. Yeah. Yeah. She's been on the show. Oh, yeah, she came over here with us, actually, part of the crew.
2: With the other Billy. Yeah, the yeah, other, Billy. Yeah, Billy.
6: other <laughs> friend, Billy. Another yeah. Hawaiian. But just and being back here, I'll run into people that have a name that sounds kind of like a Hawaiian name, and you start to get talking with them and kind of hear their story. And, yeah, there's a little network. It's pretty mm-hmm. nice.
1: Yeah, I grew LC up with a... Baseball.
6: Yeah, yeah,
9: yeah. Oh, they, it's they great baseball, baseball. A lot of
1: boy boys. Okay. And I grew up with a lot of uh, Samoan kids. Same, I had, yeah. had a few
6: in my yeah, class Yeah, actually, well. I'm related yeah. to some. Okay. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Speaking John Young. John Young, well, I'm related to John Young. Are you? Yeah. Shout out to Ryan Young. <laughs> there
8: you go. <laughs> Speaking of shout outs, uh, other Billy, Billy number one, uh, we're here with Billy number two, but uh, they also do uh, something called... Which is a, a catering outfit. Thing. Right. They're, they're a little side project, and oh my God, speaking of good food, Samoa is good, but they're like parallel. They're so good. So pigfish, let's source them out. Where where can people find out I feel like about, I heard about pigfish? About
0: that, but yeah, oh yeah, you can find us on uh, Instagram, pigfish eight oh eight. I think that's <laughs> I, I think that's what it is. Billy managed the other Billy manages the uh, social media. Um, yeah. Or you can call up Spiral Rock and get our information there. Yeah. And every once in a while, we'll do takeovers where uh, we'll cook it uh, yes. pop ups and uh, we'll cook it. Groundwork, which is down on Snake River Ave. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Groundwork yeah. Brewing. Yeah, Groundwork Brewing. Yeah, we got
4: to get them on the podcast too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good folks. You should yeah. definitely. No, they got them. our
2: wine down there. No they kombucha. got our wine
0: and kombucha. No yeah. got no a kombucha here. Kombucha, hard and soft.
8: Need to get over there. Yeah, yeah where else can you can you guys find? Yeah, where can we though? find
2: uh, your
0: guys's products? Oh, you can find us in Lewiston. You can find us at the A uh, and B. Grocery both A and B stores, B locations, both A and B locations. Rosars, Rosars, yep. Hot Shots, Hot Shots Cafe. Um, Good Blue, folks, would you need to interview them? Blue
2: too. Lantern, Vigs, yeah. Bigs. Bigs. Amsterdam Coffee Shop. Um, um, Mystic, or er, no, sorry. Uh, oh yeah, Mystic. No, Zany, 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 Zany
0: um mm, you Moscow can, Co-op, right? Did you say. That? Yeah, if you go up north, you go can find us Co-op. at the Co-op mm-hmm. or at their Rosars. Rosars. Moscow, the Moscow Brewing. Brewing Company. Tap uh, tap house kitchen. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you go to Coulter's Creek, uh sometimes we're there on special. So, and
5: at uh Mary Ann's and Weipe and oh, the sure. Pierce Market, of course.
2: Renita's Renita's Bakery and Orfino. Man, you guys are all over Best ba- oh, Hey, Best it's all
5: technology. connections with yeah. some, we knew and we meet somebody that knows somebody. And so that's it all kind all of happened friendship. sort of organically?
1: Is that kind of the Yeah.
2: yeah.
9: More or
3: less, yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: yeah.
9: yeah. 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 That's cool. It, yeah. it, it pretty all much all grew
5: happens. on a tree. <laughs> yeah, very organic.
2: Well, well and we, well, we self distribute, so we don't have a distributor, so everything is about trying to make relationships, make connections, the local, you know, trying to find people. Do you value a Local, you know, do you right. value local products? Do you value local relationships? And yeah. if you do, you know, yeah, we should we should talk.
1: And that's what we're all about, and that's hopefully what all of our listeners are about. And that's kind of the yeah. the goal of this whole thing. Don't pay the Waltons, pay the <laughs> Davis Dowdy. That's one of the things that
7: that I've really come to understand about the valley and this vineyard. I mean, I seem to come the farthest, other than Hawaii, I guess, coming from New Jersey, but. The valley here really values local business and supporting each other. And Keep
9: it close. Keep it tight.
7: Yeah, and and I I found that I mean I was looking for that coming from New Jersey and you know East Coast is uh, less that, um, but I was yeah I came here looking for something like that and it's just it's just so crazy I found it immediately with with these guys here at the vineyard you know and just you know value that that same thing that just communal support type of type of vibe mm-hmm.
1: so nick you, you said you kind of maybe inherited or was were, were gifted some land how how did that all shake yeah. out you know you're from new jersey so what was your connection to this area how did you even find out about lc valley uh i was i was getting ready to to graduate and
7: you know towards that time period you i didn't really know what i was going to do we actually had bought a bus and we were going to live in and and then we get a call from uh, my partner's aunt who lives up near Dorshag State Park. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, yeah, I got this place going vacant. Um, if you guys want to come and, and give it a shot and you know that was music to our ears as recent recent grads it was it was kind of uh, everything that my my partner was studying she mm-hmm. was into sustainable living and, and things like that so we kind of were like yeah let's let's go give it a shot what's the worst that can happen you know and and she said idaho and we're like whoa where i'm already there iowa right and i was like no
1: <laughs> and so yeah the rest is kind of history we came out came out here and and that's where we're so, so what were your kind of initial thoughts before you came out, and then, and then what was that like once you got here? Honestly, I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I had,
7: I mean, I, I knew Idaho was a state, you know, obviously, <laughs> but you guys hide it really well. Thank but, you.
4: It's, yeah, yeah, no, no. it's a hidden gem. It, it's tough because it we kind
1: of want to keep it that way, but at the same time not
4: really. Yeah, we really do like people coming in but not too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not
2: people Yoke, from New Yoke,
3: Yoke, Jersey. Right <laughs> takes, right? Better in
2: California. New Remember the salsa commercial? New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, New York City! City. <laughs> so
9: this is a pace
2: commercial.
4: <laughs> oh you just had to get away from Chris Christie, didn't you? Oh man.
3: <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah let's see we won't go into what's going on over there.
5: Kris Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> Shane yeah. and I, uh, we did the Moscow Farmer's Market. You know, we just got the kombucha business going a year ago last April, and it started really slow, and, and uh, we ended up going up to the Moscow Farmer's Market and just had a ball and met a ton of really interesting people. And, and um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think a lot of the contacts that we've made came from the farmer's market, one way or another. Oh, that Moscow farmer's market's
4: is something else, though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's really yeah.
5: good. It it's beats cool. the
0: best one in Honolulu. Mm-hmm.
4: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hands down.
0: The Clarkston market's pretty good, too. Oh, oh
4: Sorry, I've been to the Clarkston market. Yeah. It's fantastic. Up and coming. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 And here. Well, they've been doing, doing, doing that, that market oh, yeah. in, in Moscow He's for a long for time now.
4: Yeah.
1: It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you made those connections and then sort of. Like I said, everything kind of just grew from there. Or did you kind of have a plan or a vision that this would take off, and that you wanted sort of this wine thing to happen, or was it just
5: sort of? Um, I'm pretty confident in saying that there was a lot of vision and virtually no plan. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is (laughs) unlike
3: Stu.
2: Part of the I tell you what, you know, one of my interesting memories of it is when Stu decided, you know, to plant. Vines, and then he consulted. He's related related this story. Consulted with Mike Pearson and and the Riesling. And when so, when he told me he was going to order, he ordered a thousand vines of Riesling. I mean, I about croaked because, like most people, I drank you know nice dry Cab, you know something with body, not certainly not a white wine, not regularly. So, but. And my wife and I are we're kind of moderate wine drinkers, my wife a little more so. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed recently, but whatever. I wasn't really – it was more about planting the vines, doing the gardening, doing, building the fence, all that. It was kind of fun watching that come together. And then three years later, we there was grapes. Decided not to sell them, as he, he talked about. We had a harvest party. I harvested enough for 700 bottles of wine. He had them in the vat. Uh, not particularly even interested in drinking the wine. A couple of times we sampled it while it was brewing. You know, it's a concoction. It's like, ooh, yeasty and, <laughs> and, you know, kind of tart and, you know, no, no big deal. And But one day Stu says, it was December 3rd, 2016, he says, I think the wine is ready. Okay, so I came up. Quart jar, we poured it in there. I've told this story many times, but this is the first time I get to tell you. It's had a quart jar, a mason jar, and he says, yeah, I think it's ready, and he poured the wine into it. Well, for the first time, the wine was kind of amber to clear colored, you know, and I picked it up, and I looked at it, and I'm going, wow. I think that's what it should look like, and I took a smell, and if you smelled the wine, you should go back and smell it. It's got this floral, fruity kind of like, and I'm like... Well, geez, you know, I like that. And then I take a sip and I'm like, I mean, I expected this concoction that I would be like, Ugh. And I take this sip just like you did tonight, probably. I'm like, oh my, you know, that's pretty good. I, and I kept, and I took a couple more sips and I am I looked at, I, I said, I think this is what it's supposed to taste like, not being a Riesling drinker. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple more sips. And, and the true story is, two quarts later, I mean, we just kept drinking. <laughs> and I looked over at Stu, stew and I said, I think we're on to something because literally the more I drank, Drank, the better I liked it. You know I mean? Let's face it. If you've ever drank something that's shitty, you know, that's kind of uh, by the second glass, you're like, oh, you know. But right. when something is good, it gets better as as as, a, as the taste buds. And so mm-hmm. know you know, that. so that was 2016, and it was like and it's sort of for me, it's evolved since then. I was a red wine drinker, found this recently, and it was amazing. And so we've had a lot of fun. The farmers market last year was we you know, and we've had to convince ourselves all along that you know this is you know it's good wine wine it's drinkable wine people will pay you know Mm -hmm. top dollar for it and we go to the farmers market and people just it was I mean we'd sell 30 bottles of wine in the morning before lunch (laughs) to people who didn't come to the market to drink wine or buy wine and I
0: I remember one time at the market um, we had some Europeans come yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, no, here we go. This is the real <laughs> test. And the ladies, you know, from Austria or yeah, Germany or something. Yeah,
2: broken accent. Like, like, yeah, yeah. This is
0: good wine. This is good. Well, shoot, I don't
2: know if you guys
4: you know. <laughs> the valley has a, a really rich history in good. wine. And right. It. Oh, yeah. We've so, learned yeah. about it the last All six years. I don't know if you've yes, heard yes. of Jacob Schaefer. But yep. My grandma actually lives in his house. Oh, really nice. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this valley, and then who, I don't remember the name of the gentleman, but in the last couple episodes, we learned. That um, the the first wine grapes to be grown here, which would have been in the 1860s. Right, 1863. Uh, that's right. Uh, the the guy that came here said. Uh, uh, there's no reason that wine grapes can't be the number one industry in this area. Yeah, yeah. This is the best place in America a to I go. Ahead. Ahead. And 18th, it was the same time when Napa Valley was established yeah, right? in
5: California. Yeah. Yeah. The very first commercial <laughs> and vineyard and winery in the Northwest was here in Louisville.
2: Right. So, a lot of people go, "Oh, isn't that too bad?" No, isn't that fantastic? Because we would not be sitting here today. This place we could not afford to live here. This would not. Right. We would not be able to sit and look over this. There would be. I know. I think I there would be two hundred thousand people living in this Mm -hmm. valley if it would have been established or more and you know we would know about the story so it's kind of cool that didn't happen and and now we can tell it you know we can can create the story right I I
1: I think the story is awesome I mean to me as somebody that's an outsider of wine A I like the taste of it and I don't know anything about wine. I, I grew up a straight-edge, hardcore punk kid, and so, like, drinking wasn't cool or whatever. But uh, now, you know, oh, I'm, like, almost 30, and I'm starting to get sort of my feet wet in different alcohols. It's very delicious, very good. Um, but the story is cool, too. I, I think that's one of the things that turns me off to wine so often is how stuffy it can feel. But with you guys, it's just sort of this like family thing. It's this thing that yeah. kind of just came organically, and yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And yeah. that's, that's really cool. We're important.
2: trying to figure out as we go every day, yeah. in mean, some level, right? I, mean, I will say, too.
6: too, though, I recently had the opportunity to join in on a meeting for the Lewis Clark Valley
3: uh, yeah, the, wine, wine, alliance. the yeah. wine
6: Alliance. My dad sits on the board, and he invited me to go. And it was up at the new Vineyard Riviera up there. And oh, yeah. With all the vineyard owners from around here. Rivera,
3: Rivera, Rivera, yeah, Rivera.
6: But I was blown away, and really, like how you talk about the, like it's the story, I got that vibe from every single vineyard owner and winemaker there, and it was really inspiring to sit with them and hear everyone's story and how really this community and the winemakers here and the the vineyard owners, they are this little tight-knit group that are all working together to help each other out, and our wine is by far from the best, but we are in this really cool, Little niche group that is supporting one another, and we're on the map. And it's mm. for that the video wine industry. That the wine really came, cool. That
4: I saw that video. Yeah, it was good video.
5: Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was, it was good. If you so you're, you're gonna see it's been, in in the future. You know, um, Melissa Sanborn, the winemaker, Coulter's Creek, Coco. Um, you know, Preha Sellers does a lot of stuff. Two Bad Labs, mm-hmm. Paul and Heidi out there. Um, there's a number of new um, vineyards going people in. People oh, downstown, we yeah. should
2: mention them. Um, there were oh, some jo- Brand- Jovinia. Jovinia. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa yeah, 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 yeah. Gravy. Yeah, Lisa, and Greg, yeah. Yeah, Lisa and Greg.
5: Yeah. There were a
6: few new vineyard owners that had just planted their yep. first vines. Yep. Uh,
5: and the reason why is words getting out about this area, you know, mm-hmm. that. that, that High-quality wine comes from here, and and you watch what happens. That right now, uh, Cultures Creek, um, Coco up and Carl up at Clearwater yeah, Canyon, they're they're getting national recognition now. It's not yeah. going to be long before it's international. And and I mean, a testament to this area is that a couple of guys that know nothing about growing grapes or making wine uh, are. are First year 2017 and 2018 uh, wines we submitted to the um, Cascadia Wine Competition, which is a big one. You know, everybody goes to it. It's in the Tri-City, and. Um and we got a silver medal, the both years, which a lot of people might kinda of go, oh, I don't know, a silver medal, but yeah, for us it man. was it was our first effort, you know, and yeah. and yeah. we have no background and I'm you know, it wasn't us. It was this ground. it was an organic
2: effort. What I say, an organic effort, meaning that there was no wine making technique, there was no experience, no training that went into it. It no was, was simply it was simply so great
5: quality ground. grapes yep. making great grapes. This quality area milk. produces in, in fantastic yeah. That's
2: what we understand. Is we've made really good wine. We think that we can make. We want to align with the other winemakers and figure out how to make the best wine. So, because you know, develop a reputation for this area that it deserves. And uh, you know, Rivera is a good example. Um, They are. They are producing they are producing wines already that are only two years old that are selling for top dollar you know prices and when I you know when I first hear that I'm like oh I don't know if that's such a good idea but it really is it really is because it it demonstrates the the value of, of, the, of this area of the grapes in this area grown in this area and and it helps the rest of us you know? yeah. it can only help the rest of us Definitely. I mean by, by establishing that that standard that that, that really high level of you yeah. know quality grapes well, and quality wines and so. like
1: is that somebody that's like an outsider from it like part of what I want to buy is the cool story. Part of yeah. What, yeah. that I want to buy is the connection like how have you cultivated this and how have you sort of come to be what you are now? How does this end up in this glass?
0: And what makes mm-hmm. our story really cool and I know this is a community Coolest. based podcast too is um, when we harvest our grapes like how we met Nick mm-hmm. yeah. was Harvest mm-hmm. Party. We have a harvest party instead of paying a bunch of hired hands to come clip our grapes we just have volunteers from the community come up and then all that money that we would have spent on paying for labor we just spent on a nice party with cool life
1: music food. live music well, it's an
0: amphitheater and
1: your family that yeah. way right yeah. i mean you're, yeah. you're constantly like like nick you end up with these people that kind of come into your life and then well, yeah and well, they stay
2: when you thank people when as they're leaving for coming they go no thank you for inviting us mm-hmm. thanks for hosting thanks for this we'll be back, this. back next year right So on saturday october 3rd
5: 2020
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the harvest party this oh year we got a
5: great lineup I of music all work. kinds of acts. Yeah. there will be good there's one more in there there will be good food yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
6: Do you play music? Oh, yeah.
5: yeah. We'll talk about
4: that later. Well, oh, okay. let's play some music after this. I said it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, Look at out. your
6: old equipment. There you go. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. You bump. Look circle. at
4: the moon over Greg's full shoulder there. Circle. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's probably a full
6: one,
9: isn't it? Oh, This
4: is the most beautiful place. I just want to say thanks again, guys, for having us out here. I want to go around. I want to hear what's some of your favorite uh, music you've been listening to, because that's that's some of the that's what we usually do on the podcast. If there's anything else you guys want to get out, now's the time. Stuff you but want I think to we should uh, I think we should start wrapping this up. But this has been amazing. Sturgill Sturgill, Sturgill, is, Sturgill Simpson, um, yeah, that's that's what Sturgill. we've been listening to a lot lately. I like that guy, yeah. And to come from Hawaii
1: and say. Sturgill, <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. What 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 uh, Hawaiian artist should we be checking? Oh out? yeah, absolutely. Junior
6: uh, La Cuesta. Yeah, 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 yeah
5: no yeah. doubt. Yeah. All right. yeah Available cool. at a boy. Yeah.
1: yeah.
6: <laughs> He's really good.
9: Israel Kamaka Vivoli. Oh yeah. Over the Rainbow or is that a different guy? That's the guy. That's, a that's guy the guy. guy is. Um, another great band. Kalapana. Kalapana. Wait a minute. K-A-L-A-P-A-N-A, Kalapana. Oh, it's very phonetic. <laughs> yes. That's most of the Hawaiian language is. A That's a good thing. It's, it's a good thing. A-A-E-O-U. So
5: my favorite Hawaiian musician is this friend of all these guys. His name is Tavana and he's big in Hawaii. Oh, yes. We're trying to get him to come over here and play. Fantastic oh, yeah. Hawaiian oh, yeah. blues Tavana. player. Tavana. Tavana, Tavana, yeah, Tavana. Okay. Look him up on YouTube. The guy's great. And maybe someday he'll be playing a spiral <laughs> rock. <in space. laughs>
4: well that really M really cool. lowercase C. Oh, before I forget if someone wants to hold an event here, how, oh yeah, what kind of events do you hold here? I know I came to a buddy's uh, baby shower here. It was fantastic. How, how does someone who wants to hold an event uh, get a hold of you guys? Is it Facebook or what?
5: Well, yeah, most mostly through Facebook and Messenger. You know, it comes right to me or Amy and we take a look at it. But, you know, it's, it's a venue that we rent out uh, to people for whatever they want to do. There was a, a baby shower uh, last Saturday. A few Saturdays in a row before that were weddings, um, big private party this Saturday, uh, more weddings coming up, so um, you know people can rent it out for stuff like that. But then we also periodically do our own events, music events, the the harvest party. Uh, yeah, they
4: want to say and uh and uh and then last thing I suppose is I you mentioned a, yeah. that um you don't have regular hours. Is that correct? Is people that want to come up you just give you a call and come up? Or yeah, like, pretty
5: much. You know hours. we we really struggled with that prior to um, the <clears throat> stuff that's going on. The what? Uh,
3: the, yeah. The <clears throat> I uh, I heard of that.
5: <laughs> you know, we, we were kind of trying to figure out what our niche was, you know, what, what we could do. And we'd have open hours, and, you know, one person would show up. And I mean, we're business, you know, we got to do what's uh, financially prudent. And it just wasn't prudent to stay open for, you know.
4: But it seems like most of what you do is distribute.
5: Um, some, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a pretty good network right now. Certainly the, the kombucha side of it's growing uh, pretty fast. But if anyone wants to come up, just the best thing to do is put a group together. And give us a call, yeah. Uh, or uh, keep an eye on Facebook for when we have an event and come up to that. You know, we we're, once things kind of settle down, which it's starting to. You know, we'll start hosting more of our own events that are open to the public. But if you have a group and you want to come up, and get a hold of us on Facebook. It's um, Spiral Rock Vineyard. Um, our uh, website spiralrockvineyard.com. Cool.
0: And also we're toying with uh, the idea of renting out our little keg kegerator machine. And if so, if anybody wants to buy um, a keg of hard kombucha, or, yeah, or wine, or yeah. wine, or even soft kombucha, and then also rent our little kegerator machine for a very fair
4: price, um, call and, and ask, and, and we'll try and make that happen. Cool that the word. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, good uh, guys. Again, thank you so much. I, this is we're gonna have to do more destination podcasts because this has been fantastic. This has been really
3: yeah.
5: fun. The triple spire. Cool. Thanks for coming up. We oh, yeah. appreciate yeah. it. And uh, thanks for selling guys. me your equipment. <laughs> 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 now you can go make it sing. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right good good night, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Hey,
4: hey, one
3: day. last cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Cheers. This episode of the show is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much to all of you for supporting the show. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber, head over to patreon.com slash oldspiralpodcast. That's going to do it for this week, but the shows are not over. Get caught up on the backlog of episodes if you haven't already, and thanks for listening.